Welcome to Precepts of Faith. Uh, I'm Conrad DeFries. Um, let's have a word of prayer and we'll get right into the Bible teaching today. Heavenly Father, as almost always, we thank you and count it a privilege to be in the family of God. Not just going to be when we get to heaven, but we're in the family now uh, and forever. And we thank you for it. We thank you for the precious, holy, written word of God. We thank you for the Holy Spirit um, that is on the earth, that indwells uh, every believer, never leaves us, uh, regardless of how we feel, uh, is always there to help us and to guide us, to strengthen us, to fight for us. Uh, and He will, if we're doing something, he will take hold together with us against our enemies. And we receive the flow of the Holy Spirit upon every one of us, um, that you will teach us, open your word, uh, unfold it, uh, illuminate it, um, enlighten our hearts and our minds um, to your will and your plan um, for us, everyone, in Jesus' name, amen. Well, this evening we're continuing the second part of uh, Renewing the Mind. Uh, it's the fourth part of Spiritual Warfare. Uh, we taught a lesson on spiritual warfare, and, and we talked that it's not just a one momentary burst of emotional energy and fight the devil. Um, sometimes it is that, yes, um, but it is a lifelong mental attitude of meditating on the Word of God and being not only a hearer but a doer of the Word. It, it, it takes going to, going to church, reading your Bible, giving in the offering, doing these things, but then, and that's wonderful, but we must continue and go forward and, and be a doer. Hear the word, but then be a doer. That is where the victory is. We need all the other. It's just like hearing the word. Faith comes by hearing. Yes, but everybody that hears the word don't have faith. Faith, build, hearing the word, builds a capacity for faith, um, but faith is action. Faith that is not action is dead faith. Um, sometimes you hear the word of God and, oh, you get built up and you feel so wonderful. You say, oh, hallelujah, you just feel like shouting. Well, that's, that's wonderful, but that, that shout won't make the devil move or, or get away from you. It's when you take that word that comes by faith um, and you put it into action. Faith that is not acted upon is lifeless and it's dead. And so that's the way it is in having spiritual warfare, fighting the battle, putting on the whole armor of God. Uh, I think we mentioned uh, some time ago the whole armor of God um, that we may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. The word wiles um, is the strategies of the devil. Uh, and the devil, the, the wiles and strategies of the devil is a one-lane road. Uh, he has one lane. He's going only in one direction. The devil is just working against you in one direction against any of us. Um, and that is in our thinking. He is endeavoring 
like a hammer or like like piercing something, hitting it again and again and again and again to try to pierce it through. Diabolos, diabolos. It means to strike and to strike and to strike and to strike until it penetrates. That is the way the devil attacks believers' minds with thoughts that is not according to the Word of God, things that's not in agreement with God. And we have learned that in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 16, he says, but we have the mind of Christ. Every person that's born again has the Holy Spirit and is one spirit with the Holy Spirit. God is not way off in heaven. He is there, but the Holy Spirit is here with every believer. You don't have to break through the heavenlies and bombard heaven and heaven is brass and so on because he said the Holy Spirit, he shall be with you and he shall be in you. And he will be rivers of living water bubbling up. The Amplified Bible says bubbling up continuously. It's there. Sometimes our wells get stopped up. Just like Jacob's well, they were stopped up. They went in to unstop the wells so that they could get the water out of them. And so sometimes we have to get the things of this world, the wrong thinking, the doubts, the fear, what people say and think, and all these kinds of things to get our wells unstopped because inside of every believer, once you're born again, you have wells of living water, rivers of living water, not just one, but rivers of living water continuously bubbling, flowing up out of you. And the devil wants to get us distracted with our minds, get it looking on something, get focused on something else, and not be aware that we have this living water. We have this source living with us. Yes, we like to receive from other people. We like to receive from the five-fold ministry. We like, you know, having every joint supplying in the body of Christ. Um, we like to eat out of someone else's garden. Um, but you and I are God's husbandry. We are God's garden under cultivation. And God wants to sow his word as a seed in our hearts uh, your and my heart is good ground to produce whatever is sown as long as that seed stays in the ground. When you begin to wonder, when you begin to hesitate, it's the same thing as going and digging up the seed. Well, it's never going to produce when you have to go and look it up. So we're going to continue in the Word tonight right along. This will be part two on renewing of the mind involved with with spiritual warfare. In the book of 2 Timothy, chapter 1, in verse 7, he says, For God hath not given us the spirit of fear, but of love and power and of a sound mind. The Amplified Bible says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, of cowardice, of craving and cringing and... Fawning fear, um, but he has given us the spirit um, of power and of love, and listen to this here, and of calm 
and well-balanced um, mind and discipline and self-control. That's the kind of mind that God has given us. And he tells us there in Second Corinthians, we have the mind of Christ. The devil wants to get the believers, the church, the body of Christ, focused on what he's doing, on what he's saying, on thoughts that he will bring to our minds. But God wants us to put our thoughts upon his thoughts. We're going to look again at the verses in 2 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 3. He says, For though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. We talked about war and warfare. Now, when people talk about spiritual warfare, it, it's been in all kind of situations. People have gotten in airplanes trying to go up high and knock down principalities. And they've just, it's just went in all kind of directions. And, but if you look in the New Testament concerning believers, the words war and warfare are in five different sets of scriptures in the New Testament relating to believers. And, not talking about a war, you know, in the book of Revelation or something, but things relating to believers. And those terms are used five times relative to believers, and in every time it either relates to the mind or it relates to the flesh, which is the sin nature. And so he says, though we, we live in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare. If you haven't been in a battle, don't, don't get in a hurry. You will be one day because if you're a believer, the devil's going to be looking for a way to stop your testimony and your witness. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Now, many years ago, people that didn't understand would try to cast out strongholds. If there are evil spirits, evil spirits are never in the spirit of a believer. They can get in a believer's body. They can get in a believer's soul, in their mind, their thinking, their feelings, emotions, and so on, but not into a believer's spirit. A person that has evil spirits even in their spirit is a demon-possessed person. And believers, uh, some, you may think some are demon-possessed, but the devil can get such a control on their mind uh, and their thinking uh, because the brain is an organ, just like the stomach, the heart, the liver, and other things. Um, uh, the brain secretes over 2,000 chemicals, um, and wrong thinking will cause a chemical imbalance and in, in the brain. But he has said, to the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, and here we're into our thinking, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing into captivity every thought. It is your and my, we have the ability and the responsibility to bring into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ, or we would say to the obedience of the Word of God. In the book of Philippians, chapter 4 and verse 6, 
I'm going to look at verses 6, 7, and 8. And when we get to 8, it's going to really bring out the mind. But he says, Be careful for nothing, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known unto God. And the peace of God, which passes understanding, shall keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, through Christ Jesus. Finally, my brethren, whatsoever things um, are true, whatsoever things are honest, uh, whatsoever things are just, uh, whatsoever things uh, are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on these things. Um, The Amplified is so wonderful in these verses. um, it says, do not fret. Uh, that word careful is an old English term. It's a little hard to us to understand about don't be careful. The Amplified says, do not fret. Uh, we could just stop right there, couldn't we? And just, just, just camp on that for a while. Do not fret. Fretting opens a door to the enemy. Ephesians 4.27 says, neither give place to the devil. Don't give the devil a foothold. Fretting, murmuring, complaining with your with your words opens a door. It's like opening the window of your car going down the highway, and it's raining, and the wind's blowing. You say, "Oh my goodness, we're getting wet. Leaves are blowing in. Every, my papers are going everywhere and getting wet." Roll up the window. And it's the same way. People say, "Oh, I've got this problem. I got this problem. I got this problem." Just listen and see if they're fretting. Fretting opens the door to the enemy. And it's up to us to, because he doesn't say, pray that God will help you not to fret. The you is understood there. You do not fret or have any anxiety about, it doesn't say most things or or, or little things, it says about anything. Now, I'm so glad we're looking at the Word of God because it's not my Word. I'm just a messenger from the Lord, but praise God, we have His Word. We have the road map. When we run into trouble and situations, we can go to His Word, and there are answers for every situation in the Word of God. And so often we have to go back to Matthew chapter 7, verses 24 through 27, if you be a, a, a hearer and a doer of the word, you're like a person that builds her house upon the rock. The winds come, the rains blow, the floods, the floods come, but the house stands. But he that's a hearer of the word, but not a doer, they're fretting, they're, they're complaining, they're not trusting, they're, they're, they're just looking at all the, what the devil's saying. Their house is built upon the sand, and great will be the fall of it. I believe both of those people go to heaven. I believe those are believers. When they leave this world, they'll be in heaven. They have a reward there as a believer, but they will not be victorious like God intends and wants them to be upon this earth. So it says, do not fret or have anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer in definite request. Really, you need to ask God in detail. 
Well, Lord, you know what I need. Well, Lord, just help me. Well, Lord, just, just do whatever you think's the best for me. No, you'll get more answers to prayer if the more detailed, um, he says, indefinite request. Um, definite request with thanksgiving. What do you mean with thanksgiving? That's where we enter his courts. Now, we're going to leave his courts with praise, with the answers, but we're going to enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Why? Because we're praising him because he's already met our need. He already knows what we need even before we ask him. With definite request and with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to him. And, and if you do that, what's going to happen? Oh, hallelujah. And God's peace shall be yours. If you want peace, he just gives you the prescription. It's like God writing, writing you out a prescription from heaven. What to do. And you will get the peace of God. He goes on to say that passeth all understanding. Then in verse 8, for the rest, or finally, brethren, he's talking to believers here, whatever is true, whatever is worthy of reverence and is honorable and seemly, whatsoever is just, the word is just, isn't it? The word is pure. The word is honest. And whatsoever Whatsoever is pure, whatsoever is lovely and lovable. Isn't it good God will tell us what to think on? Whatever is kind. Think about people that are doing kindness. Think about some kind things. He says, in winsome, in virtue, in excellence. If there be any virtue, if there be any praise, think on these things, he says, and weigh and take account of these things. Fix your minds on them. In other words, that is our responsibility. The way to start to pray, the way to start to pray is don't just start praying. First, set the stage for it. Don't fret. Don't be anxious about things. God, I'm going to bring this to you. I'm going to bring this to you. I'm going to bring this to you. I'm going to bring all of these things to you. A lot of times people are just taking them to their friends and talking about them. Well, I don't know what's going to happen here. Well, I tell you, did you know about this? Did you know about that? Well, just pray for me. Just pray for me. Sometimes you probably will think like I do sometimes, I want to pray for you. I'm glad to pray for you. But have you prayed for yourself yet? Have you quit fretting? Have you quit being anxious? Have you come to God and brought everything to him, every definite detail about what you need to bring it before him? So these are the things that we are to think on. In the book of James, chapter 4 and verse 8, he says, Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners. Now, he's talking to Christians, but he's talking to Christians that have stepped off the path and missed the mark a little bit. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, ye double-minded. 
you know, we could say, well, God, purify my heart. God, do all of this for me. But here we see that the Holy Spirit, through the Apostle James, says, cleanse, you cleanse your hands, and you purify your hearts, ye double-minded. Those of you that have a double mind. In the Amplified Bible, the latter part of that verse says um, that we need to recognize um, that we are sinners or that we have missed the mark um, and get your soiled hands clean. Realize, he says, realize that you have been disloyal and wavering individually, that is, with a divided interest and purify, purify your hearts talking about, and it says, of your spiritual adultery. When a Christian goes out on God and talks like the devil, acts like the devil, thinks like the devil, uses words like the devil, they've committed spiritual adultery. Just like people that are married and they go out and get involved with someone else. But people that are married to God, you're in the body of Christ. He's bought you with a price. And he's come to indwell you. The Holy Spirit is with you, and he's in you. And you are the tabernacle of God. You are the body of Christ. And you're married unto him now. And when you get over in the devil's territory, and you start thinking another way, and talking another way, and acting another way, he says, cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, and ye double-minded. There are some places um, in the New Testament where the word heart is talking about the spirit and the soul. In most places, when you see the word heart in the New Testament, it's talking about your spirit, uh, the real you. You are a spirit, you have a soul, and you live in a body. Um, but there are a few places, like, like where he says here, purify your hearts. Well, the spirit of a believer is wall-to-wall -wall Holy Ghost. When you got born again, even before you received the baptism of the Holy Spirit, once you're born again, you're baptized into the body of Christ, and you are made righteous. You are wall-to-wall -wall righteousness, wall-to-wall -wall Holy Spirit in your spirit. But in your soul, in your mind, your will, and your emotions, or in your body, these are things that are still in the process of salvation. When you receive Jesus, your spirit, God is born again as it will ever be. You, 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 won't, you, you won't be more righteous a million years from now than you were the day you got born again. Your soul is your mind, will, and emotions, and it's in the process of being saved. It's in the process of lining up with God. And then your body will not get its salvation until you get a glorified body like unto the Lord Jesus Christ. You get a down payment you get an earnest uh, towards it in divine healing um, in the body, but your spirit, but your spirit's born again as it will ever be, 
as righteous as it will ever be, your soul, your mind, will, and emotions is in the process of being renewed into the image molded like unto the one that created your spirit. And your body then will get its redemption at the time of the resurrection when you get a glorified body. So you're married to God now, and when you get off into these other things, uh, you commit spiritual adultery. So he says, cleanse your hands, you sinners. Uh, go to God, confess your sins, receive forgiveness, First John 1, 9. Uh, let the cleansing blood of Jesus cleanse you, just like the priests that are out in the world, in the tabernacle, in the wilderness. Um, Every day they, they were walking on the earth, the dirt, the dust, the sand. They would go to the laver, which represents the, the word of God, and they would wash in the word and wash in the word and wash in the word. And we're in contact with the world. Every day we've got to go to the word of God and let the washing of the water by the word cleanse the church, cleanse the body of Christ, washing, washing, washing over and over and over. He said in the book of Psalms, How shall a young man cleanse his way? By taking heed according to thy word. So, in the book of Romans, chapter 12 and verse 2, that was one of our main key verses to begin with. And be not conformed. That word conform means molded under pressure. Don't let pressure cause you to be what it wants you to be. You know, we haven't taught on it maybe in these lessons, but in the book of uh, Ezekiel, it talks about the king of Tyre, which is talking about Lucifer, and the king of Tyre means king of pressure. One time, Lucifer was a, a praising angel, an archangel leading praise, but he has become the king of pressure. We use the law of double reference there. Uh, talking about the king of Tyre, as you read it, you'll find out it's talking about Lucifer, um, the king of pressure. So today he wants to mold people by pressure. Be not conformed by pressure, but be ye transformed uh, like a caterpillar to a butterfly in newness of life. Um, uh, but be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. It's up to us. God does the saving of our spirit. He gives us his righteousness. He gives us Zoe life. He gives us the fruit of the spirit as a baby stage. He gives us, all, he gives us his faith, his love, all of these things in a baby stage. But it's up to us to grow. It's up to us to bring our thoughts into captivity to the obedience of Christ. In the book of James... Chapter 1 and verse 21, he says, Wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity of naughtiness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. The Amplified says, The word which welcome the word which implanted and rooted in your hearts contains the power to save your souls. The word of God 
not just, you know, like a tumbleweed out west. It's just got a little tiny root. It's a great big tumbleweed, but just a little bitty root. And it'll, it'll the wind will come along, and it'll pull it pull it out with the roots, and it'll just start rolling everywhere by every wind that comes along. But you get rooted in the Word of God. You meditate in it day and night. You you think it out loud. Think out loud the Word of God. Sing to yourselves out loud spiritual songs. Just just make, let the Holy Spirit just make up songs, make up lyrics, make up poems. They don't have to have to rhyme or not. Just let the word just just let phrases of the Word of God flow through you. Sing unto yourself with psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, making melody in your heart to the Lord. So welcome the Word, which it's implanted and rooted. It has the power to save your soul, to save your mind, your will, and your emotions. Just getting in the Word, getting in the Word, getting in the Word, get it rooted, get it implanted, water it, meditate, go over it, act upon it. If you fall down, get up. If you fall down again, get up. If you fall down 20 times, get up. If you fall down 50 times, get up. Just don't ever stop getting up. God will be there to help you. It doesn't matter how many times you fall down, but if you don't get up, he can't help you. But if you get up, he can help you. There in the book of Romans chapter 8, I believe it's verse 26, he said, the Spirit I like the word himself, helpeth our infirmities. The word helpeth means to take hold together with against. In other words, if you will stand up, the Holy Spirit will take hold together with you against your enemies, against whatever it is that is attacking you. So getting in the Word, meditate in the Word, praising God for His Word, thinking the Word out loud, it, will, it has the power within it to, to save your soul, to save your mind, your will, and your emotions. I want to read uh, the book of Ephesians in the Amplified for sake of time here. It says in, verse, in chapter 4, verse 23, him, and be constantly renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh mental, there's that thinking again, a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. You know, if you get on the computer, sometimes you have to hit refresh, and sometimes you have to reboot, and that's what we have to do with our thinking. We just have to have a, a constant every day or whenever we need to, every few hours, have a constant rebooting, renewing a fresh mental and spiritual attitude. Well, praise God, we can see that we're just, we're just really introducing this subject and, and, and getting a hold of it. Um, but you can take these scriptures and you can research and go into these things and um, uh, this, these notes on renewing the mind, uh, we have at least some of these scriptures, or a good many of them, are in our lesson in New Creation Realities, a, a study guide that we have. Um, and uh, it's, it's one of those le lessons in there. It's not on spiritual warfare, but just on renewing the mind. Um, well, praise God. Um, 
Remember what Jesus said in Mark chapter 9 and verse 23. All things are possible to him that believeth.